David, David Galloway. I don't normally give away their surnames in the podcasts, but today he's going to be talking about his father's and his grandfather's barbershop. But we're starting a bit further across the road from where the barbershop was. In fact, we're at Cooks and Cycles, which some of you might know is quite close to Slattery's. David, very pleased to meet you and thank you for coming and chatting with me. I'd like to go on a voyage with you to where you were, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago? ago. (laughs) That long ago. To find out why we're starting at Cooks and Cycles. Uh, Well, we're on corner of Primpol Lane and Barony Road uh, and Coxon's holds very precious memories for me as a young boy because the original shop which was a bit further over towards the junction was a superb toy and model shop owned by the older Mr Coxon and we used to come here a lot when we were children when we had any more neighbourhood birthday presents Christmas presents and we used to just look and stare in the window at the fantastic airfix kits that Mr Coxon had assembled and hung up in his window uh, so, Mr. Cookson himself was quite gifted at doing uh, some of these elaborate airfix kits. Yes. Probably better than you were, David? Absolutely. Much better than I was. Mine never looked the same as his did. Even though I used to paint them and put them on the ceiling in the bedroom, and I had a ceiling full of planes. Uh, we're heading towards Bessie's Junction now, and we're going to stop just on the corner of Sefton Street. Uh, and I'm just going to talk a little bit about my dad's shop, my granddad opened a barber shop 110 Barony Road in which he worked and then my dad worked since he was 14 years old. My granddad originally lived in Salford, he served in the first war and for his health, he'd been gassed in the war, he moved up to Whitefield because the air was cleaner and he originally had a barber shop at the back of a property on Heap Street and then moved on to the shop we're going to go and see now a few years later. used to be a large number of pubs along this stretch of the road. It used to be known as the Strip a few years ago on a Friday night. Oh, right. It's, well, it was called the Strip because it, it didn't have strip clubs, I don't no, imagine. No, it was true. It's just people on a Friday, Saturday night out, used to go from basically they start at the junction, the Beehive, you'd have the New Grove, the Red King, the Masons, which is now Slattery's, up towards the Derby, Bull's Head. Uh, hopefully, you're all keeping up with this, and uh, maybe even some of you recognise some of the names, but I think. I think, David, you said that your barbershop, or your grandfather's barbershop, which became your father's barbershop, then became a, a dog groomer's. No, no a dog groomer's. Oh, yeah, right, I'm, look, I'm looking across the road at, at a place... That's right, yes. right, that's good. So that, w- that would have taken a bit of explaining, because <laughs> this one dog groomer's is called Doggy Style. But we're not going to Doggy Style. Apparently there's a big demand for dog groomers in, in Best of the Barn or, or, or Whitefield. So we're going a bit further on then. Yeah, we'll carry on a bit further down Bernie Road. We're heading towards the Beehive. I'm sure anybody familiar with Whitefield will, will be familiar with the Beehive pub on the corner of Victoria Lane. We're coming to Edgerton Road now. Uh, this row of shops now is where I used to have to come and do the shopping for my mum and dad on a Saturday before I was allowed to play out. On the corner of the road, there used to be Hames's, the bakers, where we used to go and get our bread that had been ordered. There was Daisley's Butcher's Shop, and there was a, another fantastic toy shop called Pramland. Probably where the Zen shop is now, just about there, if I can remember. Can you remember what was what appeared on your shopping list, dude? I remember very well. I had to get the... I had a big bag where I put five pound of potatoes, a pound of carrots, onions, all the loose vegetables from Mr Riley's shop. And then come over here, we'd have to go to the butcher's for some meat and a pre-ordered loaf that we had to get every Saturday 
Uh, I think it was a, a tin loaf or something they used to call it for some reason. And uh, if you got the shopping list wrong, I suppose you got a good telling off and you had to go back out again. And I used to have the, pay, the money wrapped up in my shopping list. So I had to unwrap the list, give Mr. Riley the money in the bed shop, that's where we started. We always used to put potatoes in the bottom of the bag, obviously, because they were the heaviest. And then he'd tip the rest of the groceries in before we came over and did the rest of the shop. Uh, David's describing it just like it was yesterday. But <laughs> it probably was yesterday. <laughs> just on the left hand side now, we've got the playing fields, Victoria playing fields, and then we're coming to the old barber shop. On the right hand side, uh, they're coming up to sh property 139 Berenie Road. One of these two used to be the coal board, and we used to come here to pay the coal bills when we used to have coal delivered. Right, we're coming to uh, Sefton Street and on the right hand side was now the Mogul Indian restaurant. This used to be Bessie's mission. I've actually brought a couple of pictures along, uh, photographs of my grandma, Ruth Galloway, uh, my granddad and my dad, Harold and Edward. Uh, 1946, basically were part of the Bessie's Boys Band and they won the British National Championships uh, three years on the run in the 40s and one of the photos I've got shows them marching up Berenie Road to the mission station where they had a hot pot supper. So they were well known as a very successful brass band, is that right? Yeah, they were formed uh, in the 1940s. Tim Galloway, who owned the barber shop across the road from us now, was one of the founders of the band, along with a couple of other local gentlemen. And he actually mortgaged his hairdressing business to help to buy instruments for the boys. Now that's why I call commitment, that's great. Looking across the road, I can see that the barbers, what used to be the Galloway's barbers, is now called Mutz Cuts, is that right? Mutz Cuts Dog Grooming, yeah, so it's, it's fitting really, it's a grooming parlour where it used to be a barber's, it still does grooming, but canine variety. And what was it like having a father and a grandfather that ran a, a barber's? Did you have the chance to pop in and see what was going on? Yeah, I used to go in quite regular. I'd go in when I was at Stan Grammar School. I used to go down for my lunch sometimes. I'd go into the chip shop in Victoria Square, go and have my lunch in the back of the shop. A very funny little building and the toilet was outside. We can actually, we'll look across now, we can see the, the yard. And what about the inside of the barber's? What did that feel like? Was it full of... Uh, smells of leather and ointment and what were they using then, brill cream? It, oh, it's definitely brill cream in the period, yeah. It did have quite a distinct smell. I remember chairs in rows on the right as you went in and along the far wall on the right-hand side. Uh, there was two barber's chairs. So when I was young, it was my dad, Harold, and my uncle Edward who worked in there. My dad had been working there, I think, since he was 14. He'd had to leave school and go and work with my granddad, Tim. Fortunately, he didn't ask me to take up barbering as a career because really by the 1970s, uh, with the introduction of the motorway, they put double yellow lines outside the shop as well, which really affected business because a lot of people used to stop outside in the cars to go in. And um, if I were to travel back in time and get my haircut there, what would be my choice of haircut? Could I have a mop top? What choice would I have? One choice, short back and sides. They didn't do styling, they weren't stylish. You could have a shave, but generally you went in and everybody pretty much got the same haircut. My dad cut my hair for me till I was, what, about 40 years old. First time he ever paid for a haircut, he was over 40. So after the First World War, actually the barbers, the people that came, a lot of them 
were like your grandfather that they, they were sort of coming together almost as a, a get-together in the barbers yeah uh, I mean obviously there was a lot of ex-servicemen my dad always said that my granddad Tim never really used to talk a lot about it I think it was the experience of a lot of people who served in the, the first war he did have a certificate hanging up I think he was originally in the Lower North Lanks Regiment he joined the machine gun corps later on towards the end of the war and he had his certificate hung up in the shop alongside a picture of Duncan Edwards I am now proud to say that I actually have possession of that certificate Duncan Edwards wasn't Duncan Edwards uh... Busby Babe. A Busby Babe, yeah. So anyone that supports Manchester United would, would know who Duncan Edwards was. If you look past the beehive from where we stood towards the junction, a great picture of the original junction before it was all demolished in the late 60s, and a picture of the corner of Heap Street. That's where my granddad had his first business, hairdressing business, when he moved up from Salford. It was in the back of a shop, and it's a great picture. The, the boys' band that stood outside the, uh, the shop there, the corner of Heap Street, my granddad proudly in front with his trilby hat and his overcoat on. So he came from Salford up to Whitefield and Bess's the Barn to escape to nice clean air. Um, wonder how clean the air is around here nowadays. Stood here at this very moment in time, not particularly clean, is it? Well, that's probably for another podcast. We'll do some <laughs> outdoor air quality assessment. Well, thank you very much, David. I've used up all your time for your lunch break and... I hope you enjoy listening to the podcast when it becomes available in, a, in two or three weeks' time. But thank you very much for sharing your memories. And thank, thank you for asking me. Thank you then, David. Thank you.